here and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Patty Garibay, founder of American Heritage Girls. You don't want to miss a moment as Patty shares her story and what prompted her to see such a need and step out in faith to start American Heritage Girls. She shared things about the Girl Scouts that I have never heard before, although we can all definitely see the fruit of what's been going on there for decades. You'll be challenged and encouraged as you hear how Patty went from mom to movement maker and how with God's help, you can too. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. I am incredibly honored and excited to have Patty Garibay with us today. Patty is the founder of American Heritage Girls, and I just I'm really excited for you to hear her story of where she came from and how the Lord really pricked her heart with a need that she could see, and how He then He equipped her to move forward in faith and just the doors that He opened. I'm sure that the struggles that she went through, she will give us uh, some insight into that as well. So, Patty, welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. Oh, thank you, Leslie. It is a pleasure to be with you. Well, we are just so glad that you're here. Can you tell us, before we dive in too deep, a little bit about your family, your background, kind of the the you before American Heritage Girls came to be? Absolutely. Well, I am um, the third daughter in our family. And so uh, uh, my mom and dad, they they had three girls and then two boys later. So a family of five, I was raised by my mom and my dad. My dad had acute multiple sclerosis. So I do mm. not remember my dad ever walking. So that happened at a very young age for him. He was only 30 years old. And for me, um, the diagnosis came at four and he wow. quickly declined um, because of the acute nature of that disease. And my mother, um, they were young married people, and she, um, our, our faith in in the Lord Jesus Christ was not a personal relationship. Um, it was a faith tradition that was, you know, you went to mass on Sunday, and mm. that was pretty much it. So it was it was rather shallow. And um, my mom did not deal with this well, this this diagnosis, and therefore the world as it became for us. And she became an alcoholic. And so I was raised by an alcoholic mom and a disabled dad. And that's sort of how my story unfolds. Um, Many things come from there, stem from that situation. But one thing I do hold dear and I hold and pray for every girl and every child in this world is that their childhood could be a pleasant one. Hmm. Mine mine was not. It was full of um, a fear. It was full of um, the unknown. It was full of anger. And so it was something that I would never hope for anyone. But yet, you know, the Lord was good. He was he hmm. was watching me the whole time. And when I finally came into relationship with him, and that was after a tragic situation that happened to my oldest daughter, I... Um, I realized, wow, I have been missing this 
Hmm. My whole life, I was 30 years old when I finally came to know the Lord as a relationship, as the God of my of my life, of my every day. And I pray for every girl in our country to understand that a relationship with Christ brings for a joy-filled life, a life yeah. not without problems, but one that is very fulfilling. And so that's why I do what I do, American Heritage Girls. Well, and it's it's so challenging and so much so hopeful to note that God can take even the worst of situations and he can redeem those and he can use those experiences even to mold people, mold us into the people that he wants us to be to serve him and to serve others in his name. And um, so it's just it's such a hopeful thing to hear your backstory and then how how God changed your life once you met him personally. Absolutely. I mean, to think of a, that fearful girl that, that just was afraid of the entire world to now be encouraging girls to not, to fear not, hmm. for the Lord is with you. That is, that is just a work of the Lord and only a work of the Lord. Just to paint the picture a little bit more, I was so full of fear that even as a kid playing with my sisters, you know, with a big thing back in my day, and I'm really old, Leslie, <laughs> uh, we, we used to have a lot of fun and we would do crank calls. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, the days before caller ID, now you can't get away with it. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So we would make silly calls, you know, like um, call somebody and say, is this the Whitehead residence? And they would say, well, no. And then we said, oh, I'm sorry, I must have the wrong pimple. Well, those oh, were the dear. silly things. <laughs> but I was so full of fear that I would make my sister do that because for some reason, even talking to somebody over the phone and doing a crank call was just too much, way above mm. my um, bandwidth. So to see what the Lord has done. And then during my life, I, um, again, because I did not understand a biblical worldview or what, what the Bible really was about for me, I was taught that it was just a series of stories that were outdated and that really weren't relevant today, which is so, so, so untrue. And as a result, I've made a lot of bad decisions, um, in my, in my life. And, and, um, I met my husband wow. in third grade, we started to date in eighth grade, and in college, um, we wanted to get married, and um, we thought it would, you know, in our young minds, we thought it oh, would yeah, be that cheaper that we would um, be able to <laughs> share expenses, you know, all of this, and of course, my husband's father, in his wisdom, said, no, you're too young, you guys finish college, and then then you can get married, and and we said, okay, um, but we were on a slippery slope, Leslie, and we had an unexpected pregnancy hmm. in my sophomore year of college. And that led me to go to Planned Parenthood to get a pregnancy test to see if I was pregnant. I did not know what Planned Parenthood did at Planned Parenthood. I thought it was simply a medical place to go for a free pregnancy test because I had gone to a large secular university and yep. that's what was wow. purported it to be. And here I find myself in a Planned Parenthood and they're wanting to schedule me a time mm. to kill my baby. And that was the first of many aha moments for me in that the Lord nudging me into 
encourage me to look beyond my circumstance, but to what his plan was for my life. Of course, we could not abort our baby. Um, we had the baby. We, we soon married. And 42 years later, <laughs> uh, my husband and I are wow. raising our five children and um, our four children. I'm sorry. Oh, and we have awesome. 10 grandchildren. Um, God is so good. So we go along these paths. And so having this unplanned pregnancy, I could, I could quickly say to somebody, there is no way I mm. could be running a girl's ministry. First of all, I am not holy enough. Secondly, I am far too, I love humor and I'm just not that <laughs> typical Christian woman that would run a ministry, right? I, I've made mistakes in my life that were pretty big, pretty big. And yet I'm going to be talking about purity and biblical worldview when people could look at me and say, what a hypocrite. But the Lord redeems all of those things. And he gives you a fire in your belly from your mistakes. And that leads to passion. And that leads to longevity. And that me that leads wow, to Wow, what impact. a story. I love that. Well, you have written a book called Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle. Um, and, and, you know, I hear in your story, a little bit of the darkness, but I suspect that there was even more that you were noticing that that God used to encourage you to light that candle. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. I had been, um, when I was a young girl, my one thing that I really loved to do, Leslie, the one thing that gave me childhood experiences or really be able to live a girlhood as we would hope every girl could, mm -hmm. it was Girl Scouts. And so when I had my three daughters, and actually when I had my first daughter, I was so excited. I was one of those crazy people that said, I can't wait to be a Girl Scout leader. And at this point, I had become a Christian. I could not wait to share the gospel to girls through this program. And I knew that at the time, you know, I had met in my Girl Scout meetings at my my local parochial school where I attended. It was a Christ-centered situation um, at that time. And so I became a Girl Scout leader, and not only just for one troop, but for ultimately all three of my daughter's like, troops, because that's the way I had to do it. Awesome. They all wanted exactly. mommy to be the leader, right? <laughs> so I then became a little bit more involved, if, as if <laughs> leading three troops wasn't enough. I decided I had been actually nominated and elected to be a delegate representing the Girl Scouts for the local local area in the Cincinnati Girl Scout Council. And because of that, I had was very attuned to what was going on in the Girl Scouts. And in 1993, and this is back in the early 90s, I had learned that the Girl Scouts were going to make a change in their Girl Scout promise, which is an oath that every girl recites at every meeting. And they were no longer going to hmm. mandate an oath to God, but rather put an asterisk by the Lord's name. Now, I heard about this on the evening news, despite the fact that I was so involved in Girl Scouts and was even a delegate. And my husband did one of those nudges yeah. that sometimes our husbands can do, like, what are you going to do about that? And you know what I said, Leslie? I said, you know what, Pat? I can't believe they're doing it. I've seen some stuff in their curricula that's been concerning to me. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, and that troop that I lead, yeah. it'll still include God. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, nope, 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 it will not. He said to me, how can you represent an organization that can so easily dispense of the role of God in its character development program? 
And I started thinking about that. And I said, well, let me do some more investigation because right. I, this was my life. You know, I just told you how involved I was and, and it was such an important part of my girlhood. And so I started to investigate. The next thing I know is I'm listening. I listen to Christian radio because I told you I wasn't raised by Christian parents per se. So I had to find my mentors in other ways on how to become a good Christian parent. And I would listen to things like Focus on the Family and Dr. James Dobson. And so I I heard on Dr. James Dobson on the Christian radio that there had been a sexuality and you camp that the Girl Scouts sponsored in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm like, oh, my word. in my own backyard. And yet I did not know. Well, a week after I learned about this, my daughter received an invitation in the mail to that very sex camp. My true parents came to me and said, Patty, what do you think about this sexuality and you retreat that the Girl Scouts are having? You know, it's a hard topic to talk about. We could all use a little help. What are you thinking? And I said to my parents and my troop, I said, I have been very concerned lately about what the Girl Scouts are promoting and what they're standing for. I said, you know, they removed no longer the mandate to God in the Girl Scout promise. So I would imagine that this sexuality and you retreat would not have a moral compass because God is no longer part of the organization. And sure enough, that focus on the family um, dissertation on the radio clarified my hunches and concerns. So I had gone on myself in, onto Christian radio in my local town in Cincinnati, and I spoke about what I thought happened at this retreat. And I was looking for other parents that had sent their daughters and if they could verify. Well, I would go Saturday after Saturday to this pastor's show and try to to plead our case and also expose the Girl Scouts about what was going on. And can we make this change back? Can we revert to the old Girl Scouts that I had enjoyed? And alas, no one really called. It It was just one of those frustrating things, except one day the executive director of the local Girl Scout Council called the pastor who hosted the show and said, I want to know who these women are that are on your radio show, and I want to meet them. And the pastor said, okay, that is great. They'd be happy to meet with you with one caveat. You must bring the sexuality and you curricula with you. And believe it or not, Leslie, she said, okay. And she brought that with her. Well, you can imagine after that meeting, and I was so afraid. I got to tell you, I was a young mom. I felt very intimidated by people that were successful. Mm. A CEO of a Girl Scout Council was intimidating to me. And she brought along with her a vice president of a Fortune 100 company that happened to be her board president. So all I, I remember rubbing, I had a mustard seed literally in a, uh, on my necklace that I just kept like rubbing it almost like a talisman, but I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant in Matthew. And I, that was the way I was able to get through this. And I, I received that. I went home as you would, I bet you, Leslie, I did not go to sleep. I read that curricula cover to cover Mm. and I wept and I wept and I wept. And I said, how dare they, what they did is unbelievable. And this was back in the 90s. It had been going on since 1981. They had this this retreat at a Girl Scout camp. And the girls were first started on Friday evening to have a story read to them by the facilitator of the retreat. And they were even 
a prize to read it in wow. a grandmotherly fashion as if it were a very nice bedtime story. This story, Leslie, was called The Story yeah. of Baby X. It came from Ms. Magazine and was all about a child that was androgynous. No gender assigned. And because of that, he, she excelled in every way because there was no gender assignment. And that was intentional for the girls to go to sleep with this allegorical mm. tale mm. on their minds. The next morning, they were told to be part of a getting to know you game, which we played all the time in the Girl Scouts. You know, the kind that you might put a picture of an animal on your back and try to yes. guess, yes. is it a lion, a tiger, or a bear oh my, right? <laughs> well, in this case, it was oh sexual God. deviations that were on girls' backs, from voyeurism to lesbian to transvestite to words that these 13- and 14-year-old girls may have no idea what they meant. But in the curriculum, it said, the facilitator should make sure that the girls don't say ooh or gross or what's that, but rather oh. informationally base. Give them what exactly this meant. The, things went on and on. They were even warned before their parents came back that their parents are victims of generations of silence around sexuality and they would not understand what you had just learned over mm. this retreat. So, yeah, I, I'm I've unbelievable. Never I've never heard any of this. I've never, I mean, you can see that you can see the fruit of it all. And, and it actually ties things down and makes so yes. much sense with the fruit that you see. But I had no idea that this was going on inside of that organization at, at all. And that's just, it's stunning and it's horrifying and it's maddening and infuriating all at the same time. Absolutely. And you know, as parents, how difficult when we, we um, check out our, the extracurriculars that we want for our kids. You know, I do believe that we will have to have yeah. an account for every decision we made in parenting. And I'll tell you what, people blindly trust. I mean, still to this day, there are Girl Scout troops meeting in right. the basements of churches, evangelical churches everywhere. And they don't know that the Girl Scouts have an agenda. And they've had it since the 1970s when Betty Friedan, one of the founders of the feminist movement, mm. served on their board of directors. So here I am confronted with this and so much more, Leslie, moral relativism throughout all of their handbooks. I mean, the, even the little yeah. brownies, which are the youngest, their handbook said there is no right or wrong way to eat, act, or live. Yeah. <laughs> now we as Christians know there is. And so I no longer could be that Christian mom running a Girl Scout troop as my husband knew that way before all this I've mm. discovered, right? He knew that that would not be acceptable to the Lord. And so for that reason, my father, who was, as you know, disabled and was literally in, in he was bedridden at this point. We had um, done a lot of things to try to make changes in the Girl Scouts. I'm a big believer in don't just, don't just throw, you know, right. darts at, Try to make a change. Be a positive influence. And so we did all of that. We even put my husband up for the board of trustees for the local council, hoping that a Christian's influence may bring them back to their origins. Well, none of that worked. I mean, we did all kinds of things. And the book really talks more about what all we did. But my father said to me, he said, you know, Patty, hmm. why curse the darkness when you can light a candle? Start wow. something new. 
And I was like, are you kidding me, dad? I have four kids. I'm losing my mind. My husband's, we just relocated. That's difficult in itself. My husband was not only working full time and traveling internationally, but he was going for his MBA. I mean, I was too busy. I could not do that. Plus, I didn't have the skills. I wasn't able to. I wasn't cuffed. I Notice how yep. I keep saying I. And I'll tell you what. The Lord said, no, you can't, mm. but I can. The Alpha and the Omega. He says, you know what? You aren't equipped, but I will equip you. And here we are on our 25th anniversary of American Heritage Girls. And I can tell you, the Lord has equipped beyond my wildest expectations. You know, I, when I meet with the girls across the nation, and I love to do these Meet the Founder events, it's so exciting to be able to see them face to face and ask them what they love about American Heritage Girls or what they're learning or what have you. And I look at these girls and I, am, I tell them, I said, you know, girls, you cannot walk on water yeah. if you don't get out of the boat. And you can't, if once you get out of that boat and you're walking, you can't walk on water without your eyes totally on Jesus. And, and we talk about the potential for their lives when they're serving the Lord, because with him, all things are possible. You know, that's the state of Ohio's motto. Really? And I can't believe it still remains in this day and time, but it is. Yes, with God, all wow. things are possible. And so I'm just a testimony, a, a hot, broken mess <laughs> raised by some hot, broken parents to try to make a beautiful, beautiful work and girls well, that, all that across is awesome. As you were talking, I was thinking um, how easy it is, and specifically back when you were first discovering all the changes and the, the things that were going on and um, how easy it is for us to see things, but try to justify our way to stay there or... Um, you know, your husband's wise words just really, really struck me. And I'm so thankful that God puts us in pairs so that we can influence yes. the other, that he can use us to to really help the other one discern his will and his way. And that's such a great accountability. Um, but it's so easy for us to to see it, to get it outraged at it, but then to justify and to just kind of sit in that boiling water until our body temperatures are the same as theirs. And so I, you've alluded to this quite a bit, but but what are some of the ways that, that you would really encourage these girls, these young moms, um, you know, all of us, when we see those things, what what can we do to start stepping out? What What really do we need personally to be able to do that? Absolutely. I think the most important thing for me, what got me through it, because this was not an easy thing. Obviously, the fight with the Girl Scouts was very dark. It was very lonely. In my scripture reading, my devotional time, my uninterrupted time with the Lord was the only thing that could have seen me through that. I mean, if I yeah. hadn't done that, if I hadn't invested in that, every day would have ended in a downer. Mm. It was really dark. It was, it, it, you know how sometimes when you're finding such darkness and, and everything is, you know, and many people feel it right now in this time and, and day that yeah. everything's yucky. Well, you can yucky. almost feel the weight The of only it. hope it's in like life. The darkness weighs on you. Yes. 
Yes. And what it does is it pulls us down mm. like a yoke, you know? And and what does the Lord say? He says, I will lighten your lo- yoke. I am here for you. And so I would lay down my concerns at the very beginning of the day. I still do this. This is this is yours, Lord. This is this day. What can I do for you today, Lord? I can't do it without you. And so that was critical. Your partner, your husband, Man, I like you. Thank you for pointing out, Leslie. He was amazing. He wrote a chapter in here called Biblical Leadership, by the way, in this book. And I think every husband needs to read it. But to see what a helpmate that the Lord brought to me at such a young age. And and yes, we made mistakes together, but look at how he has redeemed it. So going to each other and being humble and saying, honey, I don't know how to do this, but you were working on your MBA. You know how to start. A business tree. See, this is all in God's beautiful tapestry for our lives, right? He he puts all those puzzle pieces together and he yep. sees the final puzzle. And we don't have to look at the cover of the box. Exactly. He's got to take care of. You um, can look back and see all of the things that God put in your hand, whether you liked him or not at the time, and how he uses those exact things to to equip you to do exactly what he's called you to do, even in ways, often in ways that we would have never ever imagined. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's what we like to tell the girls is, you know, your life is a tapestry and the Lord, he has opportunities that you will look at, you know, in our time is not his time, right? And we're looking back in, in our life and which is just a vapor really. And we're like, that's why I had to go through that so that there, this could be part of it. And the Lord has that. So I encourage your listeners that if the Lord is calling you to something, and it doesn't have to be a national movement like American Heritage Girls, it could be something that makes a difference in your community that helps you to stand out as a Christ follower. And everybody wants that aroma. It's the sweetest aroma. They want to be around you because you stand for something. And boy, do we need something. Amen. Amen. Well, we are getting low on time, but I wanted you to make sure that or that we told everyone about American Heritage Girls in case they they aren't even really familiar with what it is. Absolutely. We are Christ-centered scouting, for lack of a better terms, for girls ages 5 to 18. It is a character development program that is Christ-centered, as I mentioned, that helps the girls live their faith. Their faith is no longer just on the Sunday school or Sunday shelf. It is everyday, ongoing. Churches charter American Heritage Girl Troops to be part of their ministry. It can be an outreach. It can affect the lives of the parents that are involved, Mm. like you wouldn't believe the moms and dads that are volunteers, they grow in their discipleship and in their spiritual uh, journey. And then the girls, they learn about leadership. They learn socialization. They learn um, emotional health. They even earn badges and they become quite a, a good at life skills uh, that we all need in order to be successful. And so remember that shy little girl that was afraid to even do, uh, (laughs) you know, those prank calls. Well, these girls, when they come out of the program, they have a confidence and it's not because of girl power, but it's because of the Holy Spirit's power in them. Yeah. I get so frustrated because the culture, the, the media, they sell such a bill of goods, such a lie to our girls about what it takes to be powerful, what it takes to be whatever the, you know, the choice word of the day is. When actually God, the way that he set up our families, the way that he designed us as women is is so spectacular and opens 
just the right doors and gives us just the right fulfillment. And it allows us to serve people in a way that actually builds us and empowers us it, it, in an indescribable way to someone who doesn't know the Lord. Absolutely. And wasn't Jesus really the first feminist? I mean, the roles he allowed women to have. Wow. It just blows my mind. And so, yes, we want girls to celebrate their girlhood, celebrate their femininity and love and embrace what the Lord has done for them in their lives. we'll, We'll include some links down below. We'll tell everyone how to get your book and how to connect with local American heritage girls groups. But what is kind of this, the, protocol for them getting connected once, you know, they go through that link. Absolutely. Typically what what happens if there's room in a troop, the troop coordinator will be reaching out to you as a prospective parent. If you want to start a troop, if this sounds Mm -hmm. like a great idea, like within your homeschool community or your church, there's a lot of information there on how to start a troop. And that is one guaranteed way, of course, for your daughter to be involved and and the community to be blessed. Because I'll tell you, when you build it, they will come. Most troops are full, but there are some. Check it out. You pop your zip code into that um, troop finder and you can see what's in your area. There is so much help. We have our national headquarters are in Cincinnati, Ohio. We have troop coaches assigned um, that for every troop so that you've got lots of help, complete training. And also you've got your charter organization, your church, your homeschool community to also help you along the way. We are here for you and we want you to be able to bless your community and your daughter and your family with the American Heritage Girl program. Check us out at AmericanHeritageGirls.org. So thank you so much for joining us today, Patty. I really, really appreciate your spending the time. And And thank you. God bless you. you. I hope that that this has been a real encouragement to you. I hope that as you look around and you see things that are just not right, and they're everywhere, those not right things, do as Patty did, educate yourself, ground yourself in God's word, be bold to take those steps that you know he's laying on your heart, and then step out in faith and stand in awe at what he can do through you and your family right where he has you planted. His ways are always perfect. Um, He doesn't make mistakes either with what he's put in your hand or with what he expects you to do. Trust him because he is always good. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.